For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast, powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Vamos Morados Podcast. We are back. My name is Benton. I'm Welcome. Zach. So, before we kick things off today, we have a really cool episode. Um, guess we got to kind of talk some programming notes here. We as you may, may at the podcast. Yeah, as you may or may not be aware, Zach and I, we've taken over hosting duties of Soccer City Radio. Which For some reason, really they put us on the real radio. Yeah, I don't know why, but they did. And we're very excited about that. Obviously, it's going to be some overlap on what we normally talk about here in this podcast and what we'll be doing each Thursday over on uh, ESPN Radio. So we have no intention of abandoning this podcast. Instead, what we'll do is we're going to change its shape a little bit uh we figure we're probably going to reduce the cadence a little bit probably maybe bi-weekly episodes and maybe make it a bit more interview focused less about the immediate games that have just happened and maybe more larger scale other things going on in the soccer ecosystem in in louisville that sum that up pretty well zach yeah less recaps more more vibes more more interviews yeah so if you miss us talking about the matches that have immediately happened Make sure that you're tuning into Soccer City Radio. Uh, you can listen to it live um, on air, or you can listen to the podcast afterwards. Um, but this, uh, we, we'll still be doing our thing here. And we went to kick it off in a, in a really cool way. And we're actually deviating from talking about Louisville City or racing Louisville. We're going to talk about Metro Louisville. And to do so, we brought on Mr. Derek Davis. Derek, how are you doing? I'm doing good, gentlemen. How are you? Doing well. Doing pretty so, good. For the for those unfamiliar, can you briefly explain what Metro Louisville is? Uh, Metro Louisville is a special project of mine. Um, actually, I, I can't really attribute it to being my project. Um, what what started as a traveling soccer team and local uh, kind of unseatable. Latino League soccer team. Uh, I believe that they that it, it, we we stemmed from a group called Atletico Valita, and they originally started out as a local team that played in the Latino League down at Champions Park. I believe they've won three years straight. Uh, they are still in existence, and we do still kind of swap players back and forth. Um, our team's predominantly Hispanic, and we've all kind of uh, 
we've went back and forth, but our original setup was a traveling team that would go around and they would win big money tournaments. Uh, this, that team in particular would go around, uh, they would play in what they call the mariachi cup. And, and I, I mean, I'm not going to say exact dollar amounts or anything, but you know, we're talking like they win thousands of dollars and, and it's mostly guys that played locally. Um, of course, when, when Metro started, we started to branch out a little bit. We started to pick up more, I guess, uh, household name players. And by household name, I mean guys that are popular within like the amateur soccer circuit that, you know, amateur soccer management coaches, uh, front offices and whatnot, they recognize all of those players when they go out and, and try out other teams. Um, but it, it, it started as just like a small traveling team that kind of morphed into a, a couple of guys giving me a phone call and they said, hey, Derek, we've got, you know, all this stuff going on. Uh, we want to try something different. We'd like to go into an amateur league. Can can you help facilitate that? And I, because I'd done so much in the past, I was like, yeah, sure. It's, <laughs> it's, it's another thing <laughs> that I get to do. Um, and, and we've kind of rolled with it. And I, to be completely honest with you, I, I didn't think that we were going to blast off like we did. Uh, it was kind of a shock. And I, I I'm still kind of, taking it all in, uh, realizing what we've got, uh, that kind of thing. But th that's the general story. Um, I was approached to come in and morph at the time what was a traveling team into uh, something that, we, that could be represented locally and, and represent the city of Louisville. I mean, I, I was, I'm born and raised here, so it's important to me that uh, that, that soccer succeeds here. I mean, I, I've been here my entire life. I, I've I played soccer here. I, I've I, unfortunately I had to stop about two years ago. But uh, when, when you hit forty, it's a different ball game altogether. <laughs> I am thirty-two, and I and, and I get what you're saying. But but it's 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 cool to see a a grassroots team really kind of develop and grow here. I've I've heard of some in the past that was what like the in some in some of these lower leagues like the Derby City Rovers, there's indoor team Louisville, Lightning or Thunder, I can't yeah, remember Lightning which like, the indoor team from Yeah, like in the 80s, 90s something like that. But and I, and I remember seeing this pop up on, on Twitter before and and I didn't know what it was about and it just seemingly has kind of slowly grown over time into something that's you know, more stable, less of an, less of an idea and a cool kit and more into like a team that's actually winning stuff. Yep. Yeah. We, uh, it, it's, I, like I said, I, I'm still blown away at what we've accomplished. Uh, our first true year in existence. I mean, we, we won the PASL national championship. And, and what then, does PASL stand for? Uh, PASL is the premier arena soccer league. Okay. So that's the indoor league, right? That's the indoor league. Um, that's also the league you mentioned, the Louisville Lightning. The the Lightning played in the PASL uh, several years ago, but it was a very different PASL back then. Um, the league structure changed, the way that um, you know visas worked, and just all this different stuff. Uh, it, it's it's a totally different league than it was back then. Uh, and you also mentioned the Louisville Thunder. The Louisville Thunder was around back in the '80s. That was an '80, I think '85 to '87 team. And they were awesome. They, they played in Broadbent Arena. Uh, I, that was some of the first, like, really awesome memories that I've got as a kid was going to Thunder games. Uh, fortunately, I still talk to some of the guys that, that ran that team. Uh, they're, 
obviously a lot older now. So, yeah, <laughs> but I, I've kept in contact with them and uh, I've got some of their blessings for some of the things that I've done and, and some of the rights that I've acquired to certain things. But um, yeah, uh, but yeah, the, so the, the PASL Premier, Premier Arena Soccer League, um, we played in the NPSL last year, uh, which is the National Premier Soccer League. And then that's we outdoor, opted, correct? That's yeah, that's outdoor. And we opted to move over to UPSL, which I, I think surprised quite a few people. Um, the NPSL was not a good fit for us. When, when you run these amateur teams, it, it's the expenses are insane unless you've got some kind of independent backing. Like if you've got a really uh, incredible investor that jumps on board. Then you've got some wiggle room, but NPSL, the travel was insane for us, and it reflected on the amount of games that we won. Um, not many people. Our NPSL season was kind of a flop. We uh, weren't you in I, like the Great Lakes region or something? It was, it was no, like a oh, oh. Uh, NPSL. They put us in. Uh, I believe they called it the Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama oh. region. Um, no, I'm sorry. Kentucky, Georgia, Alabama. It was the weirdest thing. Ever. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, that was you were playing a lot of Georgia teams that yeah, that year. That's yeah. a lot of travel. We were playing the Georgia Revolution, the Georgia Storm. Um, we played uh, uh, the, we played the North Alabama was one of the teams that we played, which was the only team that we had great success against. We beat North Alabama pretty, pretty solidly twice. Um I think that our final record for, for NPSL was like, I, I want to say it was two wins, five losses and one tie or six losses and one tie. I can't even remember, but we also had that, the Appala- Appalachia FC was in there the, with the, uh, the Sasquatch logo. Oh, the Bigfoot guys. Yeah. Yeah. They were super cool. Uh, they, they brought a very, very large contingent of fans down here on a bus to, to play us at Worley over in Jeffersonville, Indiana. It was very, they were like, oh, we thought that you guys were so much bigger. And, you know, they, they thought that they were coming down here to watch us play in a stadium or something. <laughs> so, but yeah, and they brought, they've got like their own beer and stuff. They, hmm. they, wor- they work with some local distillery or something. And they, they brought like these Appalachia FC beers. Interesting. Um, it, it was, yeah, it was really fun, but know kind of sideways there but yeah <laughs> so i'm getting i'm getting to just a high level that that lower the lower level soccer landscape is messy and complex and not not straightforward yeah. as anywhere else in, in the globe yeah. um well yeah, i was gonna say the it, <coughs> excuse me the npsl oh, isn't isn't that roughly same level as like usl league two even though officially once you get to that level that there's not really an official pyramid anymore. Right. Yeah. It, it gets, when you hit the level that we're in, it's messy. Um, UPSL, we, we, we jumped into UPSL because it made more sense for us uh, travel wise. It made sense for us tra- uh, talent wise um, and, and schedule wise, just, just everything worked out nicely for us with UPSL. So we decided to make the switch and not many people know uh, UPSL is the only like I, I get, it's the only league in our tier that actually offers prize money. Um, there, there's not not a lot of leagues that do that. I, I think if we win our division, which we're pretty far up in the division at this point, I don't I don't like to jinx things, but the team's also um, a very good start this year. 
yeah, we're, we're five and one at this point. Um, technically three and one we're five and one because one team actually dropped out. Um, yeah. And that's, that's amateur soccer. That's, that's lower yeah. league soccer. Very messy so, landscape. <laughs> so we, we picked up two solid two zero victories and we didn't even have to play, but I, I, I think you get whoever, that old man league. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not, I, I think that if we win our division, I think that we win $2,000. Don't quote me on that, but it's, but we would take that and distribute it to the players because we didn't, mm-hmm. you know, the guys did that. We didn't do it. Uh, so um, it's just kind of an incentive for the guys to play hard and, and get a couple of victories here and there. But uh, we, we haven't had any problems in the city of Louisville. That's for sure. <laughs> that's good. So yeah, obviously yeah, these guys can't, can't get quit their day jobs over this, but they can earn some, some money if they're, if they're winning along the way. And yeah, you've been and- playing the, this season, you've been playing at the uh, Louisville City practice fields, right? You moved. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We, I gave them a phone call and they were completely open to hosting us. Um, I, I got to give them props because there's not a whole lot of major, major league team. I, I call Louisville City a major league team. I, I know a lot of people don't. So it's, it's all good. But um, they, for, for being, I'll say a team of their caliber it was very kind of, it was humbling for them to let us use their training facility. Uh, They let the, we can have our fans down there. The fans are welcome to come down and bring drums, noisemakers, banners, anything they want, which was super cool. Um, We haven't had concessions open for our games just yet, but that's more of a logistical thing for Louisville city. I mean, everybody's kind of struggling for workers right now. We get it. Yeah. Um, but our home games have been hosted there. Uh, the, the, the teams that have come in from Pittsburgh and Ohio have all been very impressed with the training facility. It's a really nice field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everybody seems to enjoy playing on it. I mean, it, it hasn't been nice playing on it when it's the field temperature has been like 113 degrees, but um, it, it's, it's worked out nicely for us. It's given us a good, like kind of a, a high profile place to play. Um we don't know where we're headed, unfortunately. I, I, hopefully, we can just keep playing there indefinitely. I would love for us to have a place to call home, but trying to make something like that happen is is very difficult. Um, I reached out to a ton of high schools. When you're in when you're in amateur soccer and you're looking for a field to play on, you have to meet certain specifications with the league. Um, there's not a lot of high schools that meet those specifications, unfortunately, in Louisville. There's a lot of a lot of places that don't have the proper field dimensions. They don't have the proper facilities. I mean, there's there's so many things that go into it that it's it's hard to get a home. So I, I'm hoping that somebody steps forward at some point and says, hey, I've got some acreage out in out in the south. I, I like I grew up in the south end and they don't really have anything like that out there. Uh, I, I'm. I'm waiting for somebody to step forward and maybe try to do something like that, but you have to have a FIFA regulation sized field. Okay. And it's hard to do in Louisville unless, you know, you play at Lynn family or somewhere like that. (laughs) Well, it's, I, I, I'm really thrilled to hear that the, the club was, was willing to, to allow you guys to play at their facilities kind of really goes with the culture of like trying to, trying to grow the game. So I, I, you know, I, I appreciate that they're allowing you guys to do it. And I got to attend one of those um, games. I've only got to attend the one Metro game, but it was really cool. What I, what I got to watch there. It's just, you know, it's just like, I mean, there's you got a photograph of the red, red card. 
Yeah, I did. I was, yeah, I was there for that red card uh, against Ohio. Got you were very excited about that. You sent me that right away. Oh, I was very pumped about that one. Got I didn't that. get to see that. I'm, awesome. I'm the GM. I, I'm the GM and the, and the CBO, and I didn't. I got on the stream. I didn't get on the stream fast enough. Like I'm, I felt bad. Yeah, it's like, only like what, 15. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm like, what do you mean we got? They got 10 men. Like, what's going on? I had, you know, that the the the, the one of the owners was texting me like this. Guy, we picked up a red card in like the 10th minute. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that's nice, but I, yeah, I had no idea. But uh, it was, it was, it was a fun time. It's you know, it's it's just, it's free soccer you get to watch, and I'm more than willing to, to gobble that up. And and like I was saying before, I love the the idea of a, another team growing and developing here, and, and it's a much different path. It's a it's a difficult path to, to see grow up. I mean, you see you see a few successes across the American landscape, but uh, but I am I'm happy that there's enough market here in little for that to happen i think detroit city was one that started at a when the rather smaller levels so i think we were hoping that off tape but minneapolis city there i think they have a pretty solid fan base yeah and then you talk about the the appalachian um fc crew as well so so there there is success to be had at those levels but it's it requires a lot of hard work and i know you've been putting in the uh putting in the hours yeah I, i feel like i've put in enough I'm a, I've, I've taken, I haven't taken a back seat this season, um, but I'm, I'm in the middle of just, it's like a whirlwind of different things right now. I mean, it's Benton and I were talking about it earlier. We've, I am in the middle of buying a house. I, I do work a full-time job. Like Metro is not the only thing that I do. Uh, I, I own a business on the side. It's just like, it, it's super overwhelming. Um, I've missed a lot of games. Like I haven't been able to go and watch my own guys play. Uh, it, yeah, it's, some of it can be very distressing. I mean, when I, I haven't been there physically, when we, we won, we've won back-to-back PASL national championships. I have not been to either one of them, but I lived both of them on a horrible live stream that I'm sure other people got involved in, but yeah, watching those national championships was me in my bedroom with the computer up and me screaming and hoping that the neighbors didn't call the police <laughs> at he least did. there was some sort of live stream for you to watch them on i know yeah i know but man, <laughs> something's better than nothing but <laughs> you gotta love it i mean it's it's wild is the roster between the indoor and the outdoor league mostly the same is there a lot of a lot of same players on both those squads it it's a revolving roster we use we use mostly local guys But because of the way that these seasons work, we supplement our roster with guys from the outside. We we bring guys in from other leagues, um, and and it's mostly because of the availability of local players and the way that their contracts are worked out, who they play for, uh, what they're doing at the time. Uh, Not a lot of people know we forfeited one of our games this season in UPSL because we got scheduled on a day and we didn't realize this again, you know, amateur soccer, a bunch of our guys had to graduate from college that day. And and we didn't know that. So 24 hours before the game started, these guys like called us, our players called and they're like, Hey, you know, we got to graduate from college tomorrow. We can't, we can't play soccer. And we ended up having to cancel an away game up in, I think it was in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And you lose, like you get fined for that and you lose two points. It's just, 
like yeah not not a lot of people understand that or realize that that's what happens i do want to dive more into the roster particularly i think you've had some successes with, with your players but before you do that we're gonna to have to cut to to a commercial break cool. the just gotta gotta pay some gotta bills. Pay the bills yes sir yes before <laughs> we cut to that i do want to go ahead and plug the eric wood podcast um what's next it's a podcast for former L football player eric wood talks with uh, a bunch of different people kind of talk about the what's next in life. And again, I, I, I mentioned this before I got to listen to one episode. It's really kind of inspiring guy I talked to um, the, his name was Ben Newman and he, he was uh, kind of inspiring. Like life coaches isn't the, the right word, but he was really uh, kind of mot- motivational in what he was going through. So it was, it was really good conversation. I mean, Eric is a, a great host, so I'd encourage you guys to all check that out. So We're going to cut to a quick commercial, and then we'll be right back. Are you enjoying the Bombos Marauders podcast? Of course you are, and there's much more where that came from. The Bombos Marauders podcast is part of the State of Louisville podcast network, featuring podcasts that includes coverage of Louisville basketball, men's and women's, football, baseball, Louisville news, and more. So check them out at thestateofwilville.com or anywhere the podcasts are found. All right, and we are back. Hey, we're back. So, Derek, we were we were talking a little bit about players and the rosters, and, and so, um, and I know you've had some. Some revolving, uh, some movement within the roster it seems like it's a very flexible uh, setup in in the lower levels. But to my knowledge, I think a few of your players have went on to to have success. I think some of them went uh, went back to, uh, to I guess it was their home country and are playing in the first division. Yeah. Think, so right? we had a few kids. I call them kids, but <laughs> um, David David Ibrahimovic, uh, his brother Igor, and. Uh, uh, we had kind of a rotating player that we, that we threw in the mix, but he, I don't think that he wants to be mentioned, but uh, David and Igor both uh, this was mid season. They got an invitation from a team over in the Bosnian premier league. I, I can't for the life of me remember the name of that team right now. They opted, they, they came to us and they said, Hey, we want to go do this. And they ended up flying over to Bosnia and trying out for this team. Well, they, they made it. Um, I think that they got to play maybe half of a season and then they, they couldn't, the culture, I guess, was too much. Mm-hmm. Um, the being that far away from home was too much. I mean, there was a hundred different factors, but they came back to Louisville shortly after our season ended. Um, we had catastrophic losses after those two left. Um, because we did let a few other players do the same thing. Yeah. We're, we're very open about that. I mean, we're not, we bring players in if they're successful and if other teams want to shop them, come in and look at them, take them away. Uh, we let them go. Like we're not, you know, we're, we're not paying guys thousands of dollars to play for us. They're, yeah. they're essentially playing for us. Some of them on incentive-based contracts and some of them play for fun. Yeah, I mean it's that's the way that this is, and if a if a Bosnian Premier team reaches out and they're like, hey, you know, we want to take one of your players, we're like, 
take them. Like they need that. Let's, let's go. That's, that's what we want to do. This team more or less started because we wanted to get some of the local guys attention that weren't otherwise getting it. Like they weren't playing club ball. They weren't playing in college. They were just very talented soccer players. Mm-hmm. And, and we wanted them to move to the next level. And when that opportunity came along, we went, we that's, said, you know, see you guys. <laughs> so yeah, well, and like, that's, that's awesome. really nice to the players, but I feel like that's also good for recruitment on the team. Cause it's like, if you get a couple success stories and like people know that they can get attention plan for you like that that's good for getting new players in yeah. too and that's so i feel like it works both ways yeah that, and that's that's where all of the branding and everything comes into play too um we're an amateur team with uh i mean it's our budget i we, we don't have a massive budget this is a bunch of guys that we're taking money out of our pockets and putting it into this team like mm-hmm. we, we by no means are making millions of dollars off of this yeah so anything that we can do to help these guys. I mean, obviously we do it, but, but we're, uh, we're just kind of jockeying for position all of the time. Yeah. That's, that's really that, all we got to do. That, I, I love that, that, that I, that idea that you can give these guys a platform to, to see success elsewhere. And I think that's, you kind of see that all over the lower level soccer landscape last year, even in the MLS heck that's in some ways they, you know, there's always a, a bigger fish in the pond, same thing for Louisville city, but kind of Zach, what you were alluding to before, like, the club that, that has these players and lets them go, they, in the end, win at the end of the day because they become known for becoming a, a spot for development talent. And it's really awesome that, uh, you know, that a team over in Bosnia can, can sniff out these players playing for your squad and, and find like, just, just the fact that that match is even able to happen in the first place is, is really neat. And that's one cool thing about the soccer landscape across the globe in general is just how much there's going on and all the interconnectivity of all that. Oh yeah. yeah, we've we've got uh, one of our guys went over to Germany uh, this year. Uh, went over there and tried out. Uh, he was on trial for a while. Uh, I actually need to give give him a call and see how he did. <laughs> but uh, I've I've watched a lot of these guys just kind of they they come and go. You know, I, I say we've got a revolving roster if we've got a guy that calls us up and they're like, Hey, I'd like to play for a few games just to see where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're fit enough. Like we'll, we'll bring them in and let them play. Uh, we, we've been getting a lot of guys from U of L recently that have been coming in uh, playing for us. Uh, the new Lexington team that's, that's coming in. I get, what is it? Lexington SC. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, they, they're one of the guys the horse that logo. they've got down there. Yeah. The horse logo guys, uh, green horses. They, they've got a, uh, Alex Moody is one of our starting goalkeepers. Uh, he does a lot of stuff down there for Lexington FC. I don't know if he just signed on or anything, but he's down there. Uh, when he's not available, another guy from Lexington FC has been coming up here and playing our home games. It, it's just been kind of, we're getting players where we're, wherever we can get them, and, you know, like pedigree players that we know are good and can adapt. And that's the other thing. If you want a good, successful soccer team, you most people believe you need a consistent roster you need consistent practices um not a lot of people know this but when we won the last two national championships we won those with teams that we threw together with existing players and new players literally weeks before nationals came up and 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 in both cases that that team really didn't have a chance to mesh and mm-hmm. you can see it, especially in the first one, the 2021, 
we lost our first game. Uh, we, we got the Wichita selection beat us and they beat us pretty easily. And as that tournament went along, we got guys on that team good enough where their adaptability came together really fast. And we had a feeling that would happen and it took them. You can see them get better and better and better as the tournament goes on. And then when we came back, we played Wichita again in the final, we ended up beating them. And it was because they adapted and overcame what we experienced in the first game. It, the, the stories with this, like not many people realize because it's not televised. It's not yep. posted in the news. You, you either watched that game on that horrible live stream or, or you didn't get to see it. And that's the downside of the, of the lower level soccer. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then we came back and we did it again this year and, and then we won the U S arena open cup and, and nobody, nobody thought that we were going to be able to do that. So it's kind of, we're, we're pulling all these W's and not really getting any credit for it. And, and here I am just sitting here like, well, you know, I hope that some of the guys got like some, somebody saw that. And, you know, we, we've had people come in and try and recruit our guys from MASL. Um, we, we've had a couple of MASL, former MASL or guys that are sitting the bench. They've come and play for us, played for us. And, we're, we're pulling, we're making all these relationships because of the traveling team. We, we made so many relationships across the United States and, and, and we represented ourselves so well that a lot of guys internationally and stuff are, are wanting to come to Louisville and play for us, especially indoor. Indoor is like our bread and butter right mm-hmm. now. Like there, I don't think anybody can really hold a candle to us in indoor. So it's like. It, it sounds like your, your guys growth is, is how do I, how do I want to put this? It's, sustainable you guys are 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 like you guys are getting the the right attention to make yourself lasting is that is that kind of a a good way of looking at it like by winning these championships and stuff like that you're able to attract these players and by attracting these players you're getting you know a better opportunity to continue to win and kind of slowly developing and continue to build this brand yeah yeah this was all built like you know my experience and I've, i've told several people this whole story but so I'll make it real brief. I mean, I, I started getting into all of this stuff when the Louisville Lightning had a feeder team. Um, they, they had a feeder team called the, the, the Louisville Rayo, and then that evolved into uh, another team that involved into the, 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 evolved into the River City Legends, then the River City Saints, and then it just kept going and going and going until we've become what we are now. Um, and Atletico Valida is still a thing. Like they're, they're actually up in Chicago right now playing in the, the big mariachi cup. So that's, that's happened in this coming weekend. And they've luckily our local roster, they didn't take any of those. We didn't take any of those guys up to mariachi. So we've, mm-hmm. we play two games this coming weekend in, uh, Pittsburgh and, we've got to clear one game on Saturday and one game on Sunday while we've got a traveling team up in Chicago playing in a major tournament. <laughs> Lots and of we, juggle. Yeah. And we, we've got to like, you know, we got to rent a bus and we've got to, uh, we got to get a hotel room. And we, 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 we hope that the guys up in Chicago win their games because they bring home prize money, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So it's, uh, yeah, with it's that tight like, budget, it all counts. Yeah, it's the carnival, man. It's it's wild. <laughs> Lot to juggle. So, what what do you kind of have going on in the near horizon, long horizon? Like, kind of what's 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 the going forward looking like for for Metro Louisville and all things surrounding it? 
Well, we want to continue to do what we've been doing. I mean, it's it's proven successful for us. We kind of, I don't want to say that we're like, we're a model or anything like that for amateur soccer or the way that you should do it or anything like that. But we have found a happy medium to make this work without going broke is, is the best way that I can put it. As a it's bunch of guys that, it's a bunch of guys That's that have full-time thing. jobs. Yeah. So, but we do it with just the relationships that we've made over time. Um, we didn't have sponsors. This is the first year. Well, last year we had a, a sponsor, but it was more of a partnership. Uh, we had Great Flood Brewing stepped in and wanted to you know, put their logo on our jerseys. And we did that more for promotional reasons. We didn't get a lot of money out of that. Um, but it, it took years before sponsors even considered coming along. And, and then, you know, of course, this year Bandito stepped in and we've got a couple other places that we're working on, but it just, it worked out nicely for us. Um, Such a great fusion of sponsor and third kit. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that <laughs> the third kit, when, when we came up with it and then when we saw the 3d rendering, I was like, oh man, there's so many people are going to want this Jersey. And then, then I was thinking, you know, I'm going to get a box of these things and I'm going to have to ship them out. And I hope that most of these guys that ordered were local. Um, <laughs> that was the only thing that I could, I'm like, man, I don't want to spend like $300 on shipping, but, uh, it, but anyway, um, so we've been kind of building this thing up and we've won the national title again, tw- two years in a row. And then we won the open cup that got us some, some props where we needed some props is the best way that I can put it. Um, I, people from the MASL reached out to us, people from all the different leagues. There's an MASL two and three. And then of course we've got the PASL, um, which is essentially on the same level with maybe MASL three. It's kind of a, it's a linear path. Uh, we're good enough. We're confident that we could maybe compete with the MASL two teams. Um, we'd like to scrimmage or or play a friendly against an MASL team and see what happens. And they, those guys play a lot differently. It's, it's, it's scary thinking about what they can do and how fast they can do it. Um, but we've, we've kind of been building this up. So we got all this exposure over the last two years. And it, it's come down to, I, I was contacted by the guys that run PASL. And they are very interested. Well, they were beyond interested at this point, but it's looking more favorably that we're going to have nationals in Louisville this year or not this year really for 2023. Uh, we're all but signed on for that. Uh, that would be, that's one of the biggest amateur indoor soccer events in the United States. It's what all the guys that play in the leagues below MASL, it's what they strive for. Uh, we would host at Mockingbird Valley. It's 16 teams from all over the United States we signed on. Um, they're actually going to have the national women's tournament here as well. I've already reached out to Louisville City and asked them if they want to put one of their academy teams in. Um, I'm waiting. If any of you guys see this, it's like we'd love to have you in that tournament. I can help you out with that. <laughs> um, Sounds like it's going to be a blast. Uh, yeah, I mean. What a- what a great setup too. I mean, with all the seating at Mockingbird and they already have the cameras on the fields, like that yeah. seems like a match made in heaven there. Yeah. When they, well, yeah. When they put the, the, they've got Twitch streams in there. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, when I, I went in there, I played in some charity tournament or something. They had 
down there and, and I walked in and I'm like, hey, they've got the games on the TVs. And then I looked closer. I used to stream on Twitch a long time ago. And I looked up and I'm like, that looks like a Twitch stream. And then I, sure enough, I walked up to the TV and I'm like, oh, dude, they're streaming live on Twitch. And uh, I found it before because there was a there's a fight at one of the games. So I had to go back and look at it. And so I just added it to my favorite. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it blew me away. And they've got the camera tracking and everything like th- those guys, Mike Mieski and, and Corey Johnson, like they're, they're killing it down there. I mean, it's just like. The, the things that they have done there since they took over, it's wild. And I like, I appreciate it. I mean, I just wish that they had more space. Uh, we couldn't play our home games that there last year because they were so booked up. We had to play out at Buckner, Kentucky, out at the mm-hmm. YMCA out there where it used to be soccer blast. Um, worked out really good for us. But, we, you know, we'd much rather, we'd love to play at Mockingbird, but it's just like, I don't, I don't think that they can logistically make that happen right now. Yeah. The setup that you got coming for, uh, for 2023 is going to be it sounds really awesome It'd be really cool if yeah, i'm sure these are things that you're working on but like getting different vendors and whatnot on the campus and just making like a full like event out of it you know yeah we'll have uh we've already uh, uh, banditos obviously really interested in coming down uh they, they've they're gonna I, oh man i don't know if i can and uh, jerry can beat me up if he wants <laughs> bandito's about to have a food truck Ooh, ooh. Yeah, and we're talking we love about breaking him. news on the pod. I, dude, I hope that he doesn't. <laughs> he didn't say I couldn't, but <laughs> they're going to have a food truck in a couple of months, and that food truck is probably going to be at Nationals. So uh, another reason to go. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have that. I mean, it, it'll be a big event. Like, I, I don't want to, because this is the first time we're having, it's very important to me personally that we do it in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's done is also very important to me. Um, it, I want this to be an event. I don't want this to be a bunch of teams showing up, playing their games, and then going home. Like, I, I want this to be significant. The graphics for nationals, I, I've, I've done most of the graphics. I, I requested. I'm like, look, if you, all, if you guys are going to come to Louisville and I'm going to help you all work this deal out with Mockingbird Valley, my only stipulation is, is I want to do the graphics. So I've got the national – like 2023 nationals logo on my desktop. Uh, I've got all of this stuff going. It's all been approved. I can't show it to anybody. And that's like kills me. So <laughs> um, it, we're, we're waiting for all this stuff to happen, but I, yeah, I want this to be like an extravaganza. Like the, this is going to be intense. That's cool. And, and another big soccer win for, for the city, you know, another event where people can go and, and see professional soccer and enjoy the beautiful game. I'm yeah. all for it. And, you know, I, I have to add like our indoor game, it, it's, it's flashy. Uh, I don't know. Have you guys been to any of our indoor games yet? Benton? I, I, can't I, I've not made it to any of the indoor games. I, I wanted to, it was like, what was it? It was still like kind of during COVID times. Like, there was a couple of times where I thought about it, I'm like, I, I probably shouldn't still that when, era. When we played in 2021, uh, we, we played in the regular season. I don't know if you all have seen this stuff. Uh, we had a guy that played for us. His name was Adriano, and he's from Colombia. Uh, he came up. He kind of – he's traveled the United States. He's like a, an indoor and outdoor soccer journeyman. Like, he's played for everybody, it seems. But he is insanely talented on the ball. And during one of our games, and it was a very special game, we played against Cincinnati. It was the Cincinnati Swerve. Ooh. 
in that particular game, he, I think it was early in the second quarter, he bunny hopped one guy and we had, there was quite a few people there to watch this game and he, he bunny hopped a guy, the crowd went nuts and we were laughing. It was a good time. I mean, we, we were just blowing Cincinnati out. I, I feel bad that hopefully they don't watch this, but well, we love to hear it. It would dude. It was embarrassing. And so, yeah, so he, he did that. And then uh, he had a breakaway where he, <laughs> He juked one of the guys on Cincy's team, and the guy fell over. Uh, just it, it, it was terrible. Um, and and then he he came down and, and was one on one with the goalie. Well, he rainbowed their goalkeeper. And yeah, it was it's hilarious. I'm gonna you know what? When I'm done with this, I'm gonna repost it on Twitter. Just it <laughs> oh, I'm glad you have the, the footage of it. I've seen multiple rainbow clips. I feel like from this is the best indoor games. You know, you know the Arby's, the the Arby song that 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 uh, the Yogi song burial that they play over the Arby's commercials. It goes dun 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 dun. You know, yeah. so I laid that over that rainbow and I timed it the the right way. So when he rainbows it, it kind of transitions and stuff. But but anyway, like <laughs> it it's that that clip went viral on the internet when we did it, and that got us even more exposure and stuff. I had people hitting us up on, on Twitter that were just cracking up, and we didn't post it on Instagram at the time. And Instagram has blown up since then. So I'm, yeah, I'm totally gonna post that clip again on like Instagram. Oh, I look for. I, I haven't seen that one. I'm looking forward to that. It's it's one of my favorite clips, especially because it was against Cincinnati. I mean, very awesome. I love. So I gotta ask. Did, um, I presume that you you came up with the uh, the name and the logo design. Correct for Metro. I'll tell you what that I mean. You've always had some some good looking kits, and I hope that yeah. people listen to this that haven't seen them before. Like, go look them up. Like, I got one of the first kits that 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 came up, and I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know what it was. It was a it was a cool looking kit. I'm like, oh, this is a lower level team. I I hope this you know I hope they survive. I hope they stick around for a little bit. And and lo and behold, here we are. Still got that kit. Love it. I was gonna say I also found about, out about the team from the kits. I saw like the kits posted. I think you guys have always. Like the, I love your crest. I, I love that you incorporate like the city flag colors. I think it's very nice. Gives it like a unique look. Uh, and and the kits are always good every year. Can, can you talk a little bit about like what the process is on, on like a lower level team, getting the kits like designed and manufactured? Sure. Yeah. It's most of these teams, uh, they're, they're doing the sublimation stuff. There's several companies that you can do that through, and and I'm I'm not going to be able to name them all. I, I would I, I would recommend anybody that's interested in doing amateur soccer, uh, look up sublimation printing, try and find a vendor that you like. Uh, they're they're based all over the United States. Some of them subcontract out their stuff. Uh, you do get a lot of jerseys from China. I mean it's it's it just it is what it is. But um, you can approach them with an idea and they can bring it to life. Um, we use Icarus FC. There's other teams that use, um, there, there's, a, there's a company out of, uh, I think it's Florida, maybe Miami, that, uh, and it's, man, I, I, I'm drawing blanks tonight, but the name of the company starts with a G. <laughs> um, there, but there's several of them in the United States. And if you go to them and you say, hey, you know, I want a jersey, like the, the, we call it the cabbie, the, the jersey that we had with the checkers on the sleeves. I went to him and I was like, here's what I want. I want like a, I want hidden checkers and hidden fleur-de-lis uh, on a Navy background. And then I want you to make the sleeves, you know, yellow checkers, 
this is how I want you to do it. And Icarus has been really good about supplying us with something that looks almost exactly like what I suggested. And you even got the socks to go with it too, right? Did they do those yeah, too? We had Navy socks um, with the Florida, the yellow Florida Lee on the front, uh, which most of our guys cut the socks, which I'm still mad about. Um, uh, <laughs> they they like to cut it at the ankle and then wear it so they can wear their normal yeah, under socks. Appar- yeah. Apparently, that's a that's a thing I only yeah. learned about recently. Uh, yeah, I went to one of our home games and uh, guys were pulling out socks that didn't have feet, and I'm like, "What have you all done?" Apparently, it's a fad that has spread very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we pay money for those socks, guys. What are y'all doing? And but, now that know. someone has pointed it out, I can't unsee it. It's now yeah, the first yeah. thing I check for at every game. It's like, <laughs> who's cutting <laughs> yeah. the socks? Who's wearing the normal socks? Like, stop that. I had to order extra socks. Yeah, I think at Louisville City, the only players last year that didn't do it were like the old guys. It was Kyle Gregg and uh, Pat McMahon. Everybody else did it. And yeah, it's, it's like, you know, I want to wear my ankle socks under my shoes and not these socks. And I'm like, what's what's the difference (laughs) i've noticed it's it's spread slower in the nwsl the women's game it's not taken off as quick i guess it's a comfort thing i i I don't know man i just (laughs) i i I did not come from a rich background so i if if man if i was a kid and i'd have cut my socks like that my parents would have like thrown me out of the house dude (laughs) i think athletes can be kind of a superstitious bunch so i think if you've got like a pair of socks that you practice in that you really like people want to play games in those instead of the <laughs> yeah. the team socks. And I think that's probably where it all stems from. <laughs> yeah. If, I, if I'm not mistaken in 2020, I think superstition was the reason why they wore their black kits so much. I think that was a, a John Hackworth decision tied to superstition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right on that one. That's one of the things that we had a black kit that we came out with the first year. Uh, we called that the Umbra. And I always regret it. It almost, it, it, you know that Liverpool kit that's got like the 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 black checkers and uh, you know the, the the red pinstripe sleeves and all that stuff. Yeah, um, that, that's we had a jersey that looked kind of like that, but it came out before Liverpool. So I like to joke that Liverpool stole that from us, but um, <laughs> stealing. You're selling the clubs. kits worldwide. They may have seen it. Yeah, but that's that's like our only regret right now is that we haven't had a full black kit, like a full team black kit. So right now it's been a Navy kit, a white kit, and then whatever other kit we come up with, which this time was the red kit. And that thing, I, I like, I, I won't tell you how many pre-orders that we got, but we got a lot. <laughs> uh, you gotta, to you where gotta, it was overwhelming. <laughs> you got to keep in, uh, in the back of your head for a future design uh, or setup, like the, co- uh, the derby color scheme. A lot of potential with those, mm-hmm. those bright, flashy colors. The well, pinks and we, the blues. We, yeah, we originally wanted to do that. We had a mint julep kit on deck, on deck, and it 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 was collared. Oh, and that would have been sweet. Yeah, it, it was super cool. But we we opted to go for something else at the time because racing was coming into the picture. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we're no we're no racing. We're no Louisville City. I didn't want to step on that. Yeah, you want to step on toes. Yeah. So you know, we we opted to go for something else. But um, yeah, it was the mint julep kit. It was pretty sweet. I mean, I could probably post it online so people could look at it but you know at the same time people are going to be like oh i want that and i'm like yeah i better not do that <laughs> well no reason he can't do so- something uh in that same vein in the future oh yeah yeah no i don't think that they'd really care it, it, it looked vastly different from what they've got but mm-hmm. um but anyway yeah the, the the whole back to the sublimation thing um so the the turnaround unfortunately when you do all the sublimation printing it's it's a long turnaround and that's the only real uh it's the only factor they don't really like 
uh, it right now, especially there's like t-shirt shortages and supply shortages. Everybody yeah, everything's all messed that. up right now. Yeah. And so like the jerseys, for instance, I've got a six to nine week turnaround time on those. And I have to hope uh, we're playing in the, uh, the NISA independent cup, which we announced, I, I guess about a week or so ago. Um, the NISA independent cup is a big deal. We're probably the lowest tier team in the independent cup this time. And we're up against the Michigan Stars. We've got to play. I think it, it's it's a team from Lansing, Michigan, and I, I think it's Lansing Common SC. Okay. They'll probably. I think I've heard. I think I've heard, I've heard of Michigan before. Stars before. And then I the the Milwaukee Torrent is the other one. So we're in a group with all of those teams. Um, the way that that tournament works is the three bottom teams get to play against the pro team, which would be the Michigan Stars. And that's another thing not many people know about. We've played the Michigan Stars twice in friendlies, and they've managed to beat us by one goal in both of those games. And this is we're talking about a NISA pro team. Like mm-hmm. those guys get paid. So we're and we also played Chattanooga FC, which you know, I, I watched a, a little bit of, either. of the Chattanooga game. That was like a fairly close game back and forth. We yeah, I mean our guys got gassed in that game, and it was understandable. Uh, I think that we ended up losing like I think it was four to two. Yeah. Uh, but we were up, I think. I think you guys scored the first goal. Yeah, we yeah. scored like seven minutes in. Uh, a kid by the name of Cornell Hilliard, which I'm a big fan of. He went to Spalding. He was like an All-American. Uh, Cornell scored about seven minutes into that game. And I was like, uh-oh. You know, like it's going to be one of those games. So you're doing and, a very respectful job against these professional teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we feel like we could have beaten the Michigan stars the last time we played them, but both times we've played them up there. And you know, of course they got home field advantage and all that stuff. They had fans at the games, you know, they sold tickets, that, that type of stuff. It was intimidating. Uh, but we were, I think it was one-to-one with the Michigan stars. We, we put one off the post and then they came down and they scored on us really late in the game. It, it could have been our ball game. And now we're in that group with them. Uh, we're kind of sad that we're not in Chattanooga's group. Uh, Chattanooga is like I, I get they're our frenemies now like they they reach out to us a lot they, they've got a Twitter account called the CFC merch store uh, they they hit us up all the time ask us how we're doing it's just they're a cool group like Chattanooga is a really super cool group but we uh yeah and that's again that's like building those relationships and stuff I mean mm-hmm. we went down and played Chattanooga we didn't have to they were super cool to to bring us down there and let us do that yeah I I think they thought that they were going to walk all over us and they didn't. And they, and we got their respect, but we, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of the way we did it, man. I mean, we're, we're looking good on social media. I didn't expect that. I mean, we're, you know, we're up thousands of followers and stuff on all platforms. And it just, it, it blows my mind every day. Like I get online and I'm like, my God, all these people are like reaching out and, 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 and hashtagging us and, and doing the at thing. And I'm like, man, and I'm, I got to run, I run social media. I got to do that too. And I'm like trying to try, I'm trying to talk to everybody I can while I'm doing all this other stuff. So <laughs> I don't know how I manage doing it, a great job. Do I'm tired, man. <laughs> tired. <laughs> well, you're I mean, your hard work is it's paying off. Like you're, you're doing a fantastic job. It's, and it, like I said before, it's cool to see this thing grow and, and your hard work while it's not always visible, isn't uh, it's re- it's respected. And we don't, we don't make any money doing this stuff. Um, the, the Bandito sponsorship, all that money goes into our jerseys. We don't, we don't get any of this money. It's like, 
I, I do everything that we have done. I've put into the team and the same goes for the owners. Like we're, we're literally in, we, we break even, like we don't make any money off this stuff. So uh, we just want these guys to have a place to play. Um, if, if they want to use us as a launch pad, uh, by all means do it. I mean, I mentioned that before we uh, we're in the business of getting our players a, a bigger playing career. I, I've, I, I want nothing more than to see these guys succeed uh, and, and advance to the next level. I, I, I had a little taste of that when I was younger. It's, in, it's important to me that these guys get that on, an, on a whole different level than I did. Uh, I'm very interested in giving back to Louisville. That is super important to me. I, I played mm-hmm. here in like the, you know, the smaller leagues and on the amateur side, stuff like that. But it's, it's always been very important to me and, and to the owners of this team that the guys you know, get their fair shot. So that's, that's kind of, that's why we keep doing it. I mean, I'm me and Joel is one of the owners. Uh, Edis Merzihich, he's, he's one of the other guys we, um, uh, we just, we just kind of do this to have fun. I mean, <laughs> and it's, it's ballooned into, I, you know, I've got, I, I don't think, I don't know if you guys do the, the, the live, I don't think people watch this on video or anything, but, uh, or do they? Oh, it's all audio. Not yet. No, yeah. they don't want to say it. I've got a seven foot tall trophy behind me. Like I never thought that I was going to have something like that. Oh my God. That is like, a trophy. Yeah. I saw so. <laughs> the, scar- I saw the scarf hanging there. I didn't realize. Yeah. Um, but I, I never thought that we were going to have any of that. I, I thought that we were going to play indoor soccer. We were going to have a good time. We might play a little outdoor. Uh, the end game here is, and man, Louisville City is going to flip a little bit, but uh, we want to play you guys. Uh, we, uh, we're we five and one here. I'm not going to talk any trash, but we're, we're five and one in our amateur league. We are going to win our division. We are going to hopefully win a UPSL title. I, we are going to play you guys in the Open Cup. Whether As I or not, say, I, I want an what, Open Cup matchup so bad. Whether Louisville City likes it or not, they're going to have to deal with Metro. <laughs> it's, the, it's the best part about the Open Cup is you just you just keep winning and you'll it play. It actually happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be like so. We got to play at a neutral site, so we're going to be playing at like like Bellarmine or or I, it'll be someplace. It'll probably be over at Louisville Soccer Stadium. Yeah, um, the baby Lynn, original Lynn. Yeah, like baby Lynn. Uh, we, uh, I don't know, man. That that's our end game. Like we we want to be in the Open Cup. Like that's and How whatever magic happens. Would that be? Yeah, whatever happens beyond the Open Cup, we're good with. But that's that we've always talked. Every time we get together for lunch, dinner, it's like you know we got to play in the Open Cup. We got to prepare for Open Cup. That's all we. Such do. a great tournament. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So glad it's back. I thought it was dead for sure after COVID. Yeah. And we won the indoor open cup. I mean, I feel like we should get some kind of a, they should give us an automatic bid into the outdoor open cup. Like, cause that makes sense, but. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I hope you eventually do find your, your way into the, into the open cup. Cause man, that would, that'd be so much fun. Especially if you did get to play like Louisville city. Like... Yeah, it'd be fun. I mean, we, we played, uh, we played in the Mockingbird tournament. Well, half of our team played in the Mockingbird tournament. It was mostly Atletico Valida. And we played against the team. Man, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to rib on them, but um, uh, George Davis was on the team that we played. Sean Toach was on there. Uh, a, a couple other guys that I, I guess are, are trainers for Louisville City. They played on that team. Uh, we, we, we beat their indoor team. It was like eight to two. And, I, yeah, I gave, I gave Sean a lot of crap after that. <laughs> 
it's a it's a dude, that indoors a very different game yeah we we have a lot of fun well it was the reason i gave sean so much guff is he's from uh, uh milwaukee he played for the milwaukee wave uh he played a lot of indoor soccer before he came here to louisville and started playing the outdoor game and, and with rochester and all that oh. stuff but he was a huge indoor soccer I, player. I found as well. his his indoor indoor best of clips list yeah. on YouTube from before yeah. he joined Louisville City one time. He's a good indoor ball player. Um, it, it, transitioning from indoor to outdoor is difficult, but uh, most of our guys have been able to do it because of the way that we play. And then, but Sean, I mean, you wouldn't know that he was an indoor guy it's just mm-hmm. because of how he transitioned really well. I don't think he's played indoor professionally in a very long time, but it's hard to make that jump. Well, very interesting. Um, so we're going to have to start uh, wrapping up here soon. We're almost at time. Uh, Derek, is there any other thoughts, comments, news, whatever you'd like to, to share with everybody? Uh, not so much. I mean, we covered nationals. We covered all that stuff. I, I did want to give a shout out to the, to the Metro ultras. Um, that was a big surprise for me. I didn't know that you guys were even contemplating doing a thing. So uh, my props to you and I, I appreciate you. I'm glad that you all been coming out to games. It's been awesome. Uh, they've got a chant called super Metro that I just fell in love with. I <laughs> thought it was funny. It's like super Metroid. So mm-hmm. I, you know, it's a shame that I can't get some licensing from Nintendo and you Sam us on all of our stuff, but yeah, I don't um, think they're pretty flexible in that front. <laughs> the, the, the new scarves are definitely going to say super Metro. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that be dope. Now, um, Derek, where can, uh, where can people find, anything metro uh related you're going to want to look for metro lou fc um on all social media platforms uh well all the major ones so we're on facebook uh instagram twitter uh we do have a website it's metro uh, no actually it's not we i've got a redirect on that website that i need to do thanks for reminding me um our website is located at mostly 502 at this time which is also my business um Mostly 502, though, the, the website is a shell, so you're not going to get a lot of information. Uh, if you want information, I would definitely check out social media. I try to post things as they come in. Um, there's not a lot going on lately. We've got two away games coming up this weekend up in Pittsburgh, and it's kind of like, you know, I don't think anybody's going to travel for that, so we don't do like a big blowout thing for it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that, that's essentially what we got. We're always looking for investors, you know, if anybody's listening to this. <laughs> We could use your help. Uh, you would be helping local talent. You would be helping guys, you know, move up through the ranks. We need that. They desperately need that. We're not looking to capitalize on the money. We just want the help. Uh, we want these guys to have a fair shot. It's soccer. All the guys that are on this team love soccer. Our players love the game. Uh, that's really all we want to do. We're not trying to become uh, multimillionaires and buy mansions uh, in the East End. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of the deal. Very good. Zach, you have any uh, final thoughts, questions? Yeah, I guess I'll ask on, on behalf of the listeners, definitely not on behalf of like maybe one of our hosts that may be in this situation. If anyone maybe forgot about to pre-order any of the kits, will those be available for sale once they're printed? I ordered... I, man, I, I I don't remember numbers. I the the third kit, the red kit, I did order extras. Okay. Uh, several extras. Uh, I I want to say that I ordered some smalls, mediums, like all of all sizes. Sweet. Uh, so they will be available for purchase, but they will be limited if I get. So enough. gotta get there quick. 
yeah, if, if I get enough people dropping in to say, hey, I missed out on a jersey, can you get me another one? Maybe we can do a second pre-order. It just it really just depends on how many people reach out. It's not that I don't want to be I don't want anybody to be excluded, but it's a very touchy situation when you got to do pre-orders. And oh, you yeah. got to make sure that the money yeah. works out and all that stuff. So, yeah, if anybody wants one, I, you know, we can probably make that happen, especially if we got to do another run. Uh, we will have T-shirts coming in soon. Uh, the, the t-shirts aren't going to be as cool as the jerseys, obviously, but, uh, and we will have scarves coming out. I'm working on stickers, uh, that kind of thing. Are you planning on having those at the games? Uh, yeah, uh, stickers I'll probably just give away. So if you, you know, if if you guys come to a home match or whatever, you'll probably end up with a sticker, uh, scarves, we can do promotional stuff, uh, at the indoor games. I like to throw scarves around and hand them out as prizes. Uh, we, you know, we try to do a fun halftime show when, when I was a kid, just, just real quick. When I was a kid, you know, a lot of the hockey teams and a lot of the indoor teams and stuff like that, they would like, they would put a piece of plywood in the goal and it would have a hole cut out of it. And somebody would have to try and like, you know, knock a puck through that hole in the cardboard, like yeah. into the wood. Yeah. And you'd win a prize or something. I want to do that at our indoor games. So it's stuff like that. So, you know, we'll, we'll give out scarves and jerseys and things like that. If you come out and, you know, you're able to put the ball through a, uh, you know, an adequately sized hole that the ball merely fits through. So there you go. <laughs> well, excited to hear about the merchant that's freebies fun. are coming. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, we got to do something to give back. I mean, t-shirts are the least we can do. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, make sure you keep us in the loop on everything going on with Metro. I'd love to help, uh, help share that all the cool things you guys got going on and, and especially the whole national stuff coming up in the next year, that's going to be real, Nate. So I'm excited to hear more about that as that date approaches. Yeah, yeah, you'll start hearing a lot more about it, I guess. Here, uh, once we're through summer, you're, you're going to start to hear a lot about nationals. Uh, we start gearing up around the beginning of fall. So, yeah, excellent. Well, I'll be sure to share anything that I see on social media. But um, Derek, I want to thank you very much for your, for carving out some time in your very busy schedule to talk to us about Metro Louisville, everything you've done, and everything you've got going on in the future with it. It's really exciting to hear, and uh, wish you all the success. And I look forward to catching up some more matches. Yeah, sounds good, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. All right, well. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of uh, the Vamos Marauders podcast. Remember, if you really want your fill of Benton Zach, we'll be on Soccer City Radio. So be sure to tune in to that on Thursdays. As ESPN always, 680. Yep, ESPN 680. As always, my name is Benton. You can find me on Twitter at PurpleSDF. I'm Zach. You can find me at Zach W. Allen. Take care. We'll talk to you all soon. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.